With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Benjamin Albright, our uh, KOA Broncos insider, is here. Sorry I'm a little late there. Uh, a friend of mine passed away today, Ryan Mallett. I saw oh, that. He drowned, yeah. right? Yeah. Sorry about what, that. What, right? uh, I'm sorry, too. Still what? getting some of the details. I don't want to get too much into that, but I've been calling, talking to the family, and i got to head back to Arkansas here for a funeral this week. So Wow. How, he was like late 30s, maybe? 35. Wow. How did you know him? Through Arkansas. The, the football program? Yeah. yeah. So. Wow. Any? Can you give us any details on... What happened? Uh, not really at this point in time. I mean, he just drowned. There's some, there may have in been In the ocean some, or a pool? Uh, or? He was in Florida. It was, uh, you know, he was there on vacation. And okay. so there's, yeah. Hmm. Well, wow. it's, it's tough to segue out, out of that story. Yeah, but, man, sorry. Um, I apologize to read a downer there. No, no, listen, we, we, I, we, we just literally about 60 seconds ago saw that story. Oh, okay. You know, so, um, yeah, that's, that's. That's sad indeed. You know, it reminded me about another Arkansas player, Peyton Hillis, mm-hmm. who almost drowned. He went in and saved his kids. Uh, Peyton played at, at Cabot, yeah, yeah, high school, which was uh, which was our the, the closest high school to where I went to high school. And he was a little bit after me, but uh, yeah, he went in. He went in to, to save his kids from Riptide and ended up ingesting a bunch of water. He's doing better now, um, but yeah. he was uh, he was struck touch and go for a bit there as well. Yeah, he was in ICU for like. I think it was uh, unconscious for 10 days. Yeah. Yeah, almost killed him. Interesting thing about that, which I just read about recently, is he had to decide who he was going to save, he said. Mm -hmm. When he went in the ocean, he said he had to swim by his own son to save his niece because his niece was younger. And wow, he, I didn't see yeah. that story. Yeah. He made, a, he made a decision, you know, that, that like, <sighs> I think he can last a little longer. I've got to, yes. you know. He said that's obviously the toughest decision he's ever made. But both but he, kids made it, right? Yeah. yeah but everybody he, he made knew it. his niece was in big trouble. She looked like she's maybe four or five years old. Mm-hmm. And his son's maybe eight. But imagine having to make that decision mm. in the moment and uh, talk about a hero. Yeah. Man, what a story that is. But sorry about Ryan Mallett. Yeah. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. In football, uh, it looks like Delvin Cook has been offered a contract with Miami. Is that ultimately where he's going to wind up? I think so, and that's what I've been talking about here the whole time. He wants to be back in Miami. Uh, every time we talked about Dalvin Cook and the possibility of even coming here, uh, I think in the end he's going to wind up back with the Miami Dolphins, which is where he wanted he wanted in the first place. So they've got some details to work out and all that kind of stuff. And What's that deal look like, do we think? Well, he wants guarantees in it. So I imagine it'll be some kind of four-year deal that is going to make sure that he gets all four years just by the way it's structured. Um you know, I, as far as the the APY on it, seven and a half to eight is probably about right, give or take. Uh, Miami has a little more money to play with, so you know it could could be a little higher than that. But in my imagine, I, I imagine it'll be somewhere in that range. So you you think Miami would give him a four year? Fully guaranteed contract for $32 million? I don't think it'll be fully guaranteed. I think the structure of the deal will just make sure he gets the money. You know what I mean? Like, they can take a they can take a break on it after year two, but he's still going to get the, the back two years because it'll be backloaded, so he'll still get the money. A lot of talk about uh, Kareem Hunt and the Broncos. Uh, is that a possibility, and do we want Kareem Hunt? 
Well, Kareem, what does he have left? He still has a little bit left. Uh, he's not quite the runner he used to be, um, but he's still an excellent pass catcher out of the backfield. He's a, he's an excellent pass pro, and both those things are necessary in a, in a Sean Payton offense. In fact, I would suggest that catching the ball out of the backfield is almost more valuable than actually running it uh, in a Sean Payton offense. So you go look at what Alvin Kamara or Reggie Bush, guys like that, have done. Uh, you're, there's snaps to be had. So um, I, he could be. There's a relationship here. The running backs coach of the Broncos was Kareem's uh, coach back at Toledo. Um, so there's you know there's a relationship there. I, I think it's wait and see. You know we get through the first week of camp, see where Javante is, and, and then we go from there. I, I would say this about Kareem Hunt. Obviously, watching him a bit more now that he is uh, in Cleveland, he he might not be quite as good as he once was. But I tell you what, he is. He is still really tough to get on the ground. That that guy breaks a lot of tackles. Powerful, yeah. yeah. You yeah powerful, low, but a thick, thick lower half. You know, it's it's tough. You got to bring, bring him down. Those kind of running backs. It does. Yeah. I mean, you go back and you look at the body type. Uh, it's usually the, the 200, 225 pound back. You know, with the thick thighs. It's somebody like Mark Ingram. You know, that kind of back. Um, Latavius Murray, guys that have all worked for for Champagne before. Speaking of that kind of back, what about Josh Jacobs? Um, you know, Raiders uh, have to sign him, don't they? <sighs> I don't think they will. I think they want to tag him and just use the tag, and that's it. I don't think they want to sign him to a long-term deal. I think Josh McDaniels wants to ultimately go with what they did in New England, which is these four-man platoons on cheap deals. Uh, and they just rotate the guys through. And they've done that in New England successfully for quite a few years. Uh, I, I don't think they want to sign him long-term. I, th- I think they want him to play on the tag. And uh, I think if you're, if you're looking at one of the, the big-time running backs to get off the tag, I think it's Saquon Barkley. So, so I have, let, me, let me stay on Jacobs for a minute. I've not seen... Uh, anything written in terms of what he might be asking for? Do you have any idea in terms of speculating on what kind of contract? I mean, he, he wants as much money as he possibly can, but what kind of deal is he looking for? Well, Vincent Bonsignore, who's a, a friend of mine and a reporter out there in Las Vegas, uh, we were talking about this the other day, and he said that, that he's asking for an exorbitant amount of money for a running back that he's never going to get, something like $10 million a year. Um, and, you know, by four years, which is not something you're just going to, you know, they're going to give him. So um, he thinks he's going to stay on the tag. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, $40 million for a running back over four years, that, that seems not cost effective. And, and the Raiders aren't a team that, that do that. I mean, they're, they're from that New England. They've got that whole New England thing there. They're not paying running backs. And, and Saquon is, uh, if he plays in the tag, that's about $10 million also. Yeah, I think he wants 12 per, though. I think he wants something like 4 by 12 with some injury stuff in there, and I think they're hesitant because of his injury history and his style of running to pay out something that's going to lock him lock them into a lot of money when he may or may not be dinged up in the future. There's a young running back on the Broncos roster that caught my eye, Jaleel McLaughlin mm-hmm. out of Youngstown State, who would be, it could be that speed running back that uh, we talk about a lot here. What are your thoughts about him? Uh, him making the team and can he have an impact i think he can make the team i mean uh he, he doesn't have much competition in terms of being the speedster tyler Beatty really is kind of the other guy um you know he was highly productive at youngstown he he, uh, he was at uh, i believe it was notre dame before that um he's you know he's got ability he's got talent uh he just wanted to get on the field and get reps um uh, yeah and you got to prove that you can pass pro you got to prove that you can you can catch a ball out of the backfield i think he's a little undersized relative to, to these other guys like p ryan and javante but uh he can give you that third kind of you know five to seven touch a game home run ability that, that for instance a darren sproles brought when he was in sean payton's offense so we're uh we're in late june now and training camp starts about a month from now so let's speculate a minute with respect to a couple of rooms, position rooms for the Broncos, starting with the tight end room. What what do we think that that room, assuming that Greg Dulcich 
is going to make the team. Um, what do we think that tight end room looks like? I think Greg Dulcich makes the team, and I think it's Dulcich, Mannerts, and Troutman. Uh, there's a possibility that maybe Tommy Hudson makes it as the fourth tight end. I don't think Nate Adkins, who's the undrafted guy, or Albert O will be here. Uh, and it really just depends on if you consider Michael Burton an H-back or a fullback, because uh, he's, you know, he's kind of both. Um, but if he, you consider him an H-back and put him in the tight end room, then he'll make it as well. So too many holes in Albert O's game then, because he obviously has, there's talent there mm -hmm. and size. In order to be what Albert O is, you've got to have the talent of Jimmy Graham, and Albert O is not Jimmy Graham. You know, like you, can't, you can't get away with being a guy who's just not there on the blocking and be on Sean Payton's team. And you've got to be able to play special teams. And I'll tell you this, Mannerts, Troutman, those guys played a bunch of special teams. Hudson, those guys all play special teams. Dulcich and Albert O have not played a snap of special teams in their career. Well, with a guy like Dulcich, I mean, if you're, because I think he's got a unique enough skill set that he can be a featured guy in this offense. Mm -hmm. So if I'm, I mean, if I'm Sean Payton and Greg Dulcich turns out to be that guy, I don't want him to play special teams anyway. Right. But I'm saying Albert O would be tight end two in that scenario, and that's what would punt on him. So Dul Dulcich is going to make this team. Mannert, Stroutman, and then the question mark is whether or not Tommy Hudson, if they keep a fourth tight end. So I don't think Albert O will be here. Is Okwegbunam a trade candidate or just a cut candidate? Both. If they can get something for him, they'll take it. They shopped him last year, and they didn't get any, not even a single sniff, not an offer, nothing. So, um, you know, if, they, if somebody comes around and wants him and wants to throw a pick at him, they'll take it. Can you play Dulcich off the ball? Uh, you mean uh, not have him in line? Yeah, not in line. Oh, yeah, I think it's a strength. I think it's. Yeah. I think that's that's because what you he, want. To he's do. not. He didn't show any. He can block right in their run game. Uh, so you don't want him attached. I think you want to put him out in twelve personnel with two tight ends. You'll have Troutman on the other side. Troutman will stay in line, and you'll flex out. And you'll move him out. Similar to the way the Patriots used to do with Gronk and Hernandez. Mm -hmm. it, Dulcich would play the Hernandez role in that. I could see that working with him. I think he's got that skill set. Yeah, he's listen. He he showed enough last year, and and even in in some of the the work this year, uh, you're talking about a guy that uh, has has excellent size that can really run. Yeah, right. I mean, those guys great athlete. You, you can you can find usually one or the other skill, but when you find somebody that's that big, that is that fluid of an athlete, and looks like he's an above average ball catcher in the limited times that I've seen him do that. I mean, that's something. As a play creator like Sean Payton, I would think he would really want to want to invest in. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, he's six four, two forty three, a four six guy, and you know, I mean, he's a he's he's got kind of that sprinter's gait, you know, kind of long yep, strider long. thing. A little bit of little bit of concentration drops up the seam, but other than that, he had a really productive rookie year for the limited time he was out there. He he seemed to be a difference maker yeah. when he was, and when him and KJ were together last year, yeah, that seemed to open things up for both of them. I think that's what they want with Mims. You know, you can play the speed stretch game with, you know, with Mims and get and work to get one-on-ones with one of them and then and then try to pick on, you know, whichever, whichever one of them gets open. So but, if you look at the Sean Payton offense, the backside of the play, that's, that's what they try to do a lot. Benjamin Albright, our KOA and Broncos uh, and NFL insider. Um, the other room I think that is interesting, especially with the, the additions the Broncos have already made, is the offensive line room. And let's start at center with uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. Is... is is Cushenberry? Cushenberry seems to have sort of withstood um, the surge of water that was about to knock him off the back of the deck or dock, and now he's wet but still standing on the dock. So is Lloyd Cushenberry going to be the starting center? 
I think by, think by virtue of attrition, he might be. And what a, what a great metaphor there because, <laughs> uh, you know, a small bit of water would have knocked him off the ball the last couple of years as well. And that's sort of been right. a problem. Functional strength in the pass game and pass pro. The Broncos have given up too much pressure coming up the A-gaps because people knew he wasn't powerful enough as a blocker. So a uh, big part of the strength and conditioning program with him. He'll get challenges from Luke Wattenberg and Alex Forsyth, but I, I think he's... Forsyth, the draft choice. Forsyth is the draft choice, but I, I believe that Cush is pr- probably has the inside track on that job. In a pinch, Quinn Minerts could slide over if, you, if you've got guard, uh, you know, if, you, if it looks like you're impressive at the guards. Uh, I will say this, Kyle Fuller is also here, and he's a guy who's snapped to Russell Wilson before up in Seattle. So there's some familiarity there. He'll get a couple of snaps there, and they'll kind of see, you know, the best five will wind up playing. But I think we know who the four on the, you know, yeah, we know sure who the guards do. and the, and the, and the tackles are. Quinn has the ability to move to center in a pinch, but um, the, the question is whether Lloyd can can snatch up the center job and, and keep it. And, and you mentioned him getting blown off the ball. He's got the size and there's one thing that you can get better at than that's your physical strength. That is something everybody can improve. You would think they would be able to figure that out with him. Yeah, I It's mean, not like speed. You can't make a guy faster. Yeah. But you can make a guy stronger. Uh, you can make a guy faster a little bit. A little yeah, bit. But, I mean, but not significant. Right. But, but strength is something, and especially at the NFL level, because you're working from a, from, uh, from a child to a, to a young adult yeah. to a man's body. Right. You know? and, and Lloyd Cushenberry is 6'3", 315. I mean, it's not, like he's, it's not like he's a small or undersized guy. No. Uh, but he's just, for whatever reason, lacked the functional strength. And, and, and teams have taken advantage of that over the Broncos the last two years. Russell Wilson's at his best when the pressure's coming from the outside and he can work his way back out the back door and, and get on the move. When you come in the A-gaps, nobody's, he, like everybody freezes up. Well, back in Dave's day, they'd put him on the juice. <laughs> they'd put him on the gear. Orange juice, they obviously. Say, no, right? The gear, yeah. yeah. Oh, there, were, there were a lot of things that back in my day, the, they, yep. they put... Players on, on. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Either at the training facility or at the party after the game. <laughs> exactly. There were, there were a lot of things that you know probably not not great for players back in the day. Um, how about this? Uh, you know, I'm thinking about maybe the top four or five questions that that you're asked periodically when you're out and about grabbing a coffee or whatever. How much do you think the starters will play in the preseason? Significantly more than last year. Well, that was zero last year. Yeah. Um, I, I think you'll you'll have a more traditional schedule where the first game of the preseason you'll get you know a series or a smattering of them. The second game you'll get that offense. You'll get a quarter of work. Both of, both those games on the road. Yeah, I think you get a quarter of work out of them on the road. You know, and you might get some that game three if he, if Sean Payton doesn't feel they're where they're at. They might be playing a game three. I want to ask you about the defensive line. We have about what a couple of minutes left here. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Matt Henningsen? Is he expected to be the guy that's going to step up and, and fill a role here this year? He's slated to be the other starter. Right okay. now, the, uh, right now, the air quotes unofficial depth chart that's out has Zach Allen and, uh, and Henningsen as the ends and has DJ Jones as the nose. Now, I don't know that that's going to end up happening because I don't think DJ's a zero. I think he's a three, but um, and, and, and Purcell will be the zero. But uh, when Vance moves these things around, I mean, they, they play with a lot of, he has traditionally played with a lot of four down linemen and you, you tend to have kind of a two, four, five look where, you, you know, you'll have Zach Allen and, and DJ on the inside, you pull Purcell off unless it's a no situation. And then you'll have Randy Gregory and Frank Clark as the as the ends. And then whatever you want to do with the linebackers, whether it's Drew Sanders, Josie, Alex, whoever you're going to rotate through. And I suspect we'll see a rotation of that with Drew coming downhill quite a bit in the way Todd Davis used to do it mm. for, uh, for, for Vance Joseph. You know, I noticed, Dave, when we had Greg Cosell on, he was talking about the Broncos uh, edge rushers. He didn't even mention Randy Gregory. He said, well, now you got, you know, you got Frank Clark now, so you got a, a good edge rusher. He didn't even mention Randy Gregory. Well, you know Frank- what? And I, I'm not even sure 
trying to think back in the conversation, if you mentioned Baron Browning, he didn't. Yeah, who, Baron was injured, yeah, but they do like out, him. Yeah, they love him, but he's going to be out the quarter, first quarter of the season, and he's yep. a guy who's starting to get that fragility tag a little bit. Um, Randy Gregory will probably be the primary guy. Yeah. I think Frank will give you a rotational guy. I mean, we're talking about four or five years since Frank's been a double-digit sack guy, so I wouldn't expect him to come in and just blow the doors off. He might be an eight-sack guy if you if you let him play quite a bit. Ben, good to see you. Good yep, stuff, good Ben. See you Thanks. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.